0: I, I'm sorry, and uh,
1: you know what? You know, I think. Yeah, I think I have a headphone problem.
0: Oh, is this <laughs> what we're starting? With? Okay, <laughs> okay, um, okay. So, 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 um, so, w- what headphone problem do you have?
1: You ever like? You ever like? You know, go to a restaurant, or, or maybe like you go to the grocery store, right? And, and there's like a a new kind of like drink there, and you're like, you know, instead of buying like a twelve pack, I guess I buy like six of each flavor, right? You know, and then you gotta like figure out which one it is. And you just go through each individual flavor, and and you like one thing about each flavor, but there's not like a perfect one. And if you try and mix them together, it's just going to get gross.
0: Right, right. So you you just haven't found the perfect headphone. You just there's there's like something to like in every kind of headphone. So you're just like I got to sample the the collection of 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 the market uh, of headphones. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly exactly and see you know i we, we don't talk about computers here but i'm breaking that rule um <laughs> okay. breaking that rule for a good five minutes to talk about headphones which uh what's a computer right i mean it has an arm processor in it most headphones have like some kind of like is it arm it has to be risk-based it's like yeah some kind of like qualcomm chips out in a lot of ones or the integrated ones
0: yeah i mean it's it's not i don't think it's like a full-on full-on computer like it, in like you a laptop or a desktop uh it's it's more simple than that. I don't think it's like there's like a digital signal processor, right? There's like a Bluetooth antenna and a Bluetooth chip, right? A Bluetooth chipset.
1: Maybe like a SIP versus an SOC, right? System in package versus like a yeah, system on chip.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like a it's, it's 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 a very specialized system. Like it's not it's not like
1: a general purpose computer.
0: Uh so yes, there are computers in there. Uh, but,
1: but yeah, so like, you know, as, as anyone who's followed me on Mastodon for far too long has known, I like posting about getting new headphones and trying them out and being like, this is great for two weeks and two weeks later being like, this is shit. You know, it's it's very much, um, y- you know, we all need therapy, right? Um, I'm struggling here. I was debating switching to Android because the Sony XM5's bad name are actually really good, but I don't get my notifications read out loud. And I was like, if I bought a Pixel, I wouldn't have that problem. And a lot of you there are probably listening, saying that's really irrational. But listen, it makes sense to me, and that's what matters. But because they have like the best fit out of any of the earbuds I've used, because I'm like you, you can wear AirPods Pro all day, but for me, they just fall out because they don't fit my ears. So these ones like actually fit. Great noise cancellation, sound great. But because platform ecosystem bullshit, I'm completely locked out from integrating in any way to the platform I use.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I th- I think you blame Apple for that one, and also. Yeah, I I mean that's that that's like that's going to be eternal like sort of like there's no perfect like there's no like headphone that has like everything you possibly want. Like you know, like if I if I, if I if I could wear like my Sennheisers that I'm wearing right now all of the place I would wear, but they're like not portable. They're they're like they're like they're like they're, like, a, they're made for studio mastering, right? They're like they're kind of unwieldy in that way and also like I wouldn't want to wear them outside. Uh but you know, I, I wish I could because they're like, the audio quality is perfect, but the portability is you know, that kind of thing. Uh,
1: no, I get that. I get that. Um, but the reason I bring this up is, is that I want to um, share love for the Link Buds because no one talks about them. Yeah. You probably ignored the message I sent to you, but have you seen these freaking headphones and how weird they are? They're donut shaped.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're like earbuds, like they're donut shaped earbuds. They're cute. Yeah. Uh, I don't i don't know if i would buy them just because they're cute but uh they do seem nice Uh.
1: i mean they don't go in your ears and sometimes it's nice to not have that feeling you know what i mean like this one is just more of like around the house cleaning like i don't really need noise cancellation if i'm cleaning my house i guess maybe like vacuum cleaner but that's weird i don't know like like cleaning just and turning on anc just so i could vacuum like i don't listen I, i know some people cannot deal with that kind of noise so i respect it but um but yeah um, that's my audio corner this week. The reason I brought it back is because this is less boring, or almost as boring as what happened at the Xbox showcase.
0: That's true, and that, that's that's a great segue. Great segue. Um, so, uh, following up from the uh Microsoft use discussion that we had, sort of like the pre, like sort of like the discussion of like what is Microsoft going to do, and 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 what we got out of Microsoft was was a fucking podcast. Which is uh, which is already a bad sign. Like it's already a bad sign when a company is doing like a press release in the form of a podcast, and you know they're not going to say anything. And that's that's what happens here. Like I don't think Phil Spencer actually says much worthy, like much re- like actual substance. Like there's not much actual substance. So what the actual substance is is there is uh, four four games right uh four games that are going to be coming for Xbox like former ex- going to be former exclusives that they're going to be coming to uh PlayStation. So, we have Pentiment, we have Hi-Fi Rush, uh, Sea of Thieves and Grounded, right? Uh so those are like the four titles. Are all of these coming to Switch or I think only some of these are coming to Switch and some of them are like I don't know, coming to PlayStation. I know there was a Nintendo Direct. Uh
1: Pentiment and um pentiment and see if the no, sorry, pentiment and fuck what is the other one that's coming to switch it is yes grounded grounded and pentiment are coming to switch and then all four are going to ps5 and they are all already available on pc
0: all right yeah yep yeah. uh, I, I I did play hi-fi rush uh when it came out last year uh, it was really really good uh, it's it was a fantastic game so I'm looking forward to more people playing Hi-Fi Rush. It's, it's a it's a great game. That's basically about it. Well, like I like anything else in that podcast is just very wishy-washy, and it's like very much couched in like, yeah, maybe like you know, yeah, exclusives are not the future of video games for us. Uh, maybe we're still going. Oh, we're still going to make an Xbox though. Like you know, but no details about what the next. Piece of hardware they're going to be obviously they're just like oh yeah we're going to make a, an incredible piece of hardware uh stay tuned etc uh so that's
1: i mean it's also really gross because how much they kept talking about growth in it right yeah yeah like they kept saying like i i have a super cu- phil spencer saying growth and i think he said it like over <laughs> 60 times
0: in the game was next video yeah um and it's in the context of layoffs like a massive amount of layoffs in not just at microsoft uh which which did Conduct incredible massively offset after the acquisition of uh, the Activision Blizzard King uh, uh, acquisition, A bunch of thousands of people were laid off. Um, and in the context of the wider games industry, which has been encountering one of the possibly the worst set of like worst like conditions for like like sort of availability of jobs and like people just losing the jobs left and right as studios getting shuttered. Uh, studios laying off like hundreds of people, uh, you know, just like, of course, it's the embracer group situation where embracer is just fucked up and they're just like cutting studios left and right. So it's just, it's like a devastating, it's a terrible time to be in the, in the, in like the industry proper. Like if you have, if you're like a game developer working in the industry, that was like a terrifying, absolutely terrifying time. So in that context, like Microsoft, like our Phil Spencer, like talking about, the growth of Xbox, the growth of the you know, games division or whatever, it's just, it's tasteless, right? Like, it's just like, you know, what, like, clearly like, you know, it's just, it just seems, comes off as like, like really just kind of tone deaf. Um, and, and just like, it's, I don't, not, not, feeling great about about this uh
1: especially when xbox makes more money than windows like it is the second or third largest org at microsoft right like it's it's ai cloud stuff it's the first because just prints money um and then like enterprise stuff like office 365 those kind of contracts and then xbox and then windows so it's not as if that um they are um shrinking or losing money on on the entire xbox project
0: no they're not um it's 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 never a matter of losing money here with these kind of kind of sort of corporations. Uh it's about like quarter over quarter growth, right? It's as that's the word as the word they use is growth, right? They want the line to keep going up and to make the line go up, you keep laying off people because you have saturated the market and you can't find growth otherwise. You just, you know. Uh but but your investors, your shareholders are like where's where's the number go up um and 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 we have layoffs because because the layoffs are gonna create the number going up because it'll you know you're reducing your expenses because employment employee employing a lot of people is is very expensive and it's probably one of the biggest expenses that any corporation can have so they and but of course they don't realize that you know like that's the reason the stuff keeps like they keep making money. So anyways, it's 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 a it's a long like it's we could discuss like the sort of absolute madness of of, of of uh corporate culture. But yeah, uh this 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 whole thing was like this was just like damage control, right? Like they talked about this on the aftermath podcast and I'm sure other podcasts uh that it felt like this like there was this whole rumor mill situation going on with a bunch of rumors about at Xbox fans Hardcore fans being pissed off or whatever. And this was just like, hey, 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 look, uh, we're not like we're still in this. Like we're not going anywhere. There's still going to be Xbox hardware. Like it felt very rushed. It felt like weird to even have this be in the form of a podcast. Like I i don't know about you, but I, I don't, this feels like a weird thing to put on like uh, a podcast. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say that.
1: What do you mean? We we don't, you know, in the next episode of Voxels, we're not going to be dropping some. <laughs> some new business, business strategy, strategy for y'all
0: <laughs> no uh unfortunately <laughs> for y- for y'all um, uh with mbas we're not we're not gonna be doing that uh so uh, speaking of like is there anything else that we need to s- say about this is there any any other bits that i missed
1: yeah 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 there's a couple there's a couple of little little bits and, and pieces i'd want to uh, chew on here so um the, the first being really that it was a week showing not because of the things we've already mentioned, but because they just should have gone like full balls to the wall and just said it you got to rip the band-aid off like I said last week. You, you can't just come through and go ahead and start saying that yes, we're going to start slowly and then we might look at other games because it, you've already opened the door, right the door's already open, so not every single time Microsoft announces exclusive what's going to be the article right? The SEO bait is when does it come to PS5 when does it come to switch that's going to be the conversation every single time and they tried to address it, but they really did not, right? They're like, well, this is a case-by-case basis where, you know, don't expect all the other games to come to it, but guess what? If Sea of Thieves becomes one of the most played games on PS5, Microsoft's going to bring everything to PS5, right? If the revenue outweighs the downsides of customer sentiment, especially as they have a bunch of new people who really like Xbox Game Studio games on other platforms, it, it what do you do? Piss off the, I don't know, 500 people in a Twitter space? who are who are really into xbox versus all the millions of nintendo and sony fans you could get
0: they're like a they're like a vocal yeah vocal minority yeah uh and it's also the context of what we didn't talk about this two weeks ago but there was uh there was the sony like investor announcement or whatever right there was the sony thing from from sony games right and the interim ceo of, of sony games like was basically like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Why are you spending like five hundred million dollars on a single video game? Like what is going on over here? I right this this guy just comes in. He's uh I forget his names, uh but he's he's like from Sony proper, right? Sony games is like division of like this big Sony multi corporate multinational corporation. But so this guy's coming in from from Sony proper into into Sony games and he's looking at like the numbers and he's just like, what is, what is happening? Like, why are we spending so much? And what, why is, where the numbers like this? And like, and he's just like, we got to find out that like, we got to start releasing stuff. And like, we got to like, you know, put the, put these games elsewhere to like recoup these like massive amounts of money that we're spending. Right. So like, even over at Sony land, like, I don't know if it's, this is going to be like, res going to result in an actual, I mean, they're looking at the. Success of something like Helldivers 2, right? And well,
1: remember, Sony doesn't have any new first party games coming out until 2025, April.
0: They announced that they're not gonna, like, there's not gonna come, come out this past year, this, this, this year, which is massive because that's like a full year where Sony's just like not like really like participating in like the AAA space, like at all uh which uh which is kind of crazy uh i don't know if that's ever happened before but like this this kind of like a weird gap and nintendo's not gonna like nintendo's like gonna release the switch to like next year probably didn't they say there was gonna be next year i think they said like
1: yeah the rumors is that the whatever switch successor is coming out next year which all basically points to just like a uh mid-year for games which it doesn't matter right like it you have ups and downs in any media market, movies, books, film, you know, whatever. But the problem is that it's going to be a mid game for years in a game where people are already, or a year rather, where people are already, you know, trying to contract hiring, lower headcounts, and all that. So you run into the issue where we're now going to probably be facing a lot more layoffs because there's not funding coming in because all the three major players are either A, porting their games elsewhere to PC or, you know, to um ps5 whatever like i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked if sony just this year to try and make some money has nix start porting a lot more games to pc or tr- starts you know accelerating the pc timelines like of hell divers too like you were talking about and nintendo's basically done with first party games for the switch so it's really what the third party games and that's not going to drive new hardware sales people buy nintendo consoles for nintendo's games they don't really buy them for whatever third parties the princess peach game is coming out but i don't think metroid prime 4 or other games are going to come out until the successor comes through right so you can actually have a strong library so i'm just kind of spooked as to what's going to happen for the rest of the year like i don't foresee a year where uh people like more people keep their jobs than not
0: yeah exactly it's, it's it continues to like be like kind of a dire projection for this year at least uh which is not great uh speaking of I think I think we can at least transition off things that are not great. uh, To uh,
1: speaking about major wastes of money, rather
0: major wastes of time and money. Um, So this game, I remember being mildly excited about, like on an E3, like I don't know, like seven years ago, uh, five years ago. I remember like there was a trailer for this game, and I remember being like, "Oh, that's they're gonna like just." they're going to make like the ship part of of Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag into like a whole ass game. Um and I was like, "Hell yeah, that's that was like one of the best parts of, you know, Black Flag." Um and,
1: of a bad game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and uh and I was like, you know, that's cool. That's I'm I'm glad that they're making that, but it turns out this game Skull and Bones uh, has been in development for 11 years, uh, developer developed at Ubisoft Singapore. Right. And there's a whole like story, like kind of like a interesting story about this game specifically is that it's not just that it's developed for so long and stuck in development hell for so long is that Ubisoft Singapore is like an interesting case for Ubisoft Studio in the sense that this game specifically was made with funding from, from the Singaporean government. I think, I think I'm pretty sure somebody correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm pretty sure the case was that there was some sort of tax deal or some sort of employment deal with the, with the Singaporean government in regards to this game, which, and and it stipulated that this game had to come out, right? Like there was some sort of contractual obligation for them, and which meant that even though this game was, as we're going to talk about it, this game is not good. It's not a good game. Uh, And it comes out after 11 years of very extremely messy development to like, very mid reviews is that it was basically forced to be released by, by contractual obligation with with a with a with the with a government uh which is just like i don't think i don't know if that's like the first time a video game has to be has to come out because like the government said like you signed a deal with us you have to you have to publish this you have to release this game uh or else you know you have to pay all the money back or whatever like, uh, I don't know if that's the first time, but this is, that's what happened with uh, Skull and Bones, uh, which uh, I, I don't know about you. Uh, I don't know. But at this point, I, I've lost all excitement for this game. Like, I I was excited for this game like five years ago. Uh, and the, the, the time for this game to have come out was like five or seven years ago. Um, and it's, it's been, yeah yeah it's i it, and it's not a good game uh there's a review on it on on rock paper shotgun and it's just like a very exceptionally boring like as it as the editor there called it uh exceptionally boring live service like shipping simulator uh which i don't know about you but uh i as as even as someone who nominally likes some of the boring shit ubisoft puts in their games uh it's it's too it's even too much for me i don't know about you christian i know i know you're you're like a known ubisoft like game disliker so uh what
1: i'm not a ubisoft game disliker i'm uh i think you're first and foremost full of shit when it comes to the assassin's creed franchise because it's a bad franchise most of the games are not good. And I've wasted more money than on Ubisoft games at your fucking recommendation. So get fucked first and foremost. But um, at the same time, before anyone, long-term uh, listeners you know, judge me, yes, I did spend $100 of my own money on The Division. Um, I was in a bad place in my, in my life at that point, and I know better now. But so with Skull & Bones, here's the thing. Why is this not free to play?
0: Yeah, I um I don't know. I, I, I don't know why it's not free to play. I think it's because Ubisoft is just like, I don't know, man. We gotta make some money out of this. Like it's what what,
1: what would you make more money on? It ship skins or seventy dollars up front?
0: I I don't know, man. I it's it's it seems I mean knowing Ubisoft probably both. Both. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean I I'm pretty sure both, yeah. But like I I don't know. It it, it probably should have been free to play, but free to play this being free to play does not like really redeem it's being like extremely boring and and bad I think like it wouldn't fix that I don't think right but at least it would make it like slightly more palatable like if you're just playing this as a free to play game instead of like a 70 dollar title which also U- Ubisoft CEO uh Yves Guillemot called this a <laughs> a quadruple A title with, to to signify that this was like uh Somehow, like even better than like the "quote unquote" triple A signifier that we attached to like big budget uh, blockbuster video games, Uh, that it's it was somehow more more than that, and this was a quadruple A video game. And I just for this to come out and be like this is just like I I don't it's it's just I don't know it's funny or not, but it's 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 sad. I think it's just sad uh, that that we are we're getting this. Hey, but at least it came out, uh, which uh, which is something. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two is never going to come out, I don't think. Uh, so there's that. But
1: uh, oh my god, that game still exists, right? Are are they still asking people to submit music and art for free?
0: No idea. So this is the thing with Beyond Good and Evil Two: is that it's just really strange. Is that there was that there was that trailer that came out like at E3, like a few, like this, like three years. I don't I forget why, like two years ago. There was this whole thing where they were like, yeah, they were asking people to submit like, I don't know, art for the game or whatever, and we have not heard a single thing from Ubisoft about it. Like, the director of the game left. The person who was like, the biggest champion of Beyond Good and Evil, like, I think the guy who like was on the original, like, the direct, who directed like, I think the original Beyond Good and Evil was like, what, what, ha, left Ubisoft. And so, I nobody knows what's going on with Beyond Good and Evil 2. It's just like, a complete mystery. Ubisoft has not announced like a cancellation or, or what? Like, they're gonna release something? It's just no, zero. Uh, so at least with this game it, it finally came out, even if it, even even in, in this terrible state. But Beyond uh, Good and Evil Two is, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think. I think that game's good and dead. Uh, unfortunately, uh, so. So yeah, that's uh scum bones. Uh, I am not going to play this actually because I am uh I am uh I love myself. I don't wanna I don't wanna expose myself to this. Like there's no there's nothing good here. There's absolutely not even like oh I can't be like, oh maybe the narrative is good. Narrative is horseshit, garbage. Uh like there's no Assassin's Creed bullshit to to sort of, you know, hook me either. So like there is absolutely zero reason for me to play this game. Even on like I don't know, like a twenty dollar, uh, for a single month of like Ubisoft Plus is not worth, my, like my time.
1: Wait, Ubisoft Plus is twenty fucking dollars.
0: Yeah, I twenty Canadian dollars, mind you. Uh that's what I meant by that. Uh, cost like twenty Canadian dollars. I'm pretty sure. Uh, twenty Canadian dollars a month. Um, which
1: oh, so like five American dollars. Got it. No, it's like
0: fifteen or ten. or whatever. Um, uh, so yeah, so it's. It's not worth that. It's not worth anybody's time really. Uh unless you just really, really want like like a mindless, like absolutely mindless, like boring ass Ubisoft game. Uh uh to which I say just uh to which I say go play Far Cry instead. At least that would is slightly more entertaining. Uh the Far Cry games are probably better suited for that. Uh if you want if you want that kind of Ubisoft sort of uh Ubisoft fluff, I guess. Uh, but yeah, uh, this this one is not this one is not not good, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about media, the media ecosystem. Speaking of things that are not uh, not things not good, right? This has been an episode of things that are in, in dire shape. Uh, we talked about the video games industry. We talked about skull and bows, both of which are in bad shape.
1: My my headphone
0: purchasing my hobby, headphone <laughs> all this. things
1: that are in dire need of intervention. Yeah. Um,
0: so <laughs> speaking of. Uh, we, uh, the online media news ecosystem, um, has taken a major loss, I suppose, this, this week. Uh, vice.com is fundamentally no more. Uh, the, it was announced that basically what they're doing is they're laying off basically almost their entire, basically, uh, staff and that they're gonna like do some sort of weird social media consulting thing. I, it's just really bizarre. Like Vice dot com is not going to publish any more new articles uh, or or content. Basically, like they're, they're just not Vice dot com as a thing is dead, dead. Uh, so, which uh, is unfortunate. Like that is like I don't know, I don't know about your like. It's like people. Vice dot com has always been like this media entity in the background, like sort of motherboard. Uh, and my relationship with it has always been waypoint like i've never really interacted with most of vice's other sort of media properties like motherboard or or cyber or whatever else like vice news and 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 all that like i never really interacted with that but like waypoint was the way i interacted with Vice's sort of media structure but waypoint has i mean waypoint has been dead for a while now um and that is remap radio, and of course, a lot of the people from motherboard. Uh, there are three people from motherboard who left to for or four media, right? And there's some people from
1: uh, they were all from motherboard. All four of them, all four of them were once working for
0: Vice. All four of them, right? All of them, all of, all of them, all of them for Vice, uh, for motherboard, and the and they left to for 4, 4 uh, which uh media. Which there's a, there's going to be a link to uh, a blog on on four four media co about sort of like you know. Uh, them talking about like their feelings on like what happened and whatnot. And, uh, and it's truly like tragic that I think, as, as Jason says, that there's like so much journalism that, that vice journalists did over the years that's like really, really, Reported and, and good journalism that's just kind of i don't know i hope it gets archived but like who knows like at this at this point it's like nothing is just like some stuff is just gonna be lost uh forever so uh that's that's not good uh that sucks um and of course there's gonna be layoffs uh, i mean it's, it's already happened this thing right i don't know if it's already happened or it's gonna happen but they are going to lay off hundreds of people. So, uh, it, 900 or more is what they said.
1: Uh, and of course, the executives took, uh, multi million dollar paydays before the, uh, b- before the bankruptcy was announced.
0: Yeah. Before the bankruptcy. Yes. Uh, I remember, I think Rob and Patrick talking about this on one of the early episodes of Remap Radio, uh, how, like, you know, They were struggling to get their severances, and meanwhile these executives had paid themselves like hundreds of thousands of dollars and and like uh and it is just disgusting. It's honestly truly just uh terrible what happened with Vice here. Uh just absolutely terrible management uh from from uh from the top. Uh just and this is sort of like I think I think he recently sent me an article about uh this, this, this independent site struggling on Google, right? Uh, what is it called? Uh, House Fresh, House Fresh. Um, I'm going to just put the link in, 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 in here because I think it's like in the context of this, uh, with these like big media corps sort of getting hollowed out essentially. Like they're, they're like, they're like not hiring as many people. They're fire, They're laying off people. They're, they're replacing their, replacing what, uh, what creative, Juice that they had with you know just LLM generated garbage, right? And they're just flooding the they're flooding search engines with with absolute horseshit, and which and which means that it is really really hard to find anything. Like Vice, no, the the 44 Media people have talked about this. Like they had this whole whole blog post about you know give us your email address because that's the only way we can like directly send you our articles. And like it's it's basically impossible to like find stuff otherwise on search engines anymore because it's just filled with garbage. So like the media ecosystem, the online media ecosystem, like and and search engines, just like a dire, absolutely like horrendous like situation. Nothing is good here. Uh, the mar the, the ad market is like kind of yeah, it's, it's 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 not good. So so is there like I, I mean the only silver lining here is that we have some. New sites coming out of like the ashes of like the, you know, death of these like big media uh, conglomerates. You know, we have sites like Aftermath. We have sites like Four Four Media, uh, Remap Radio. Uh, uh, I-, I linked to another one. What was it called? It was called uh, Rascals. Rascals. Yes, Rascals dot news which is uh which is like a niche sort of niche news site for uh tabletop uh rpgs and the like that kind of thing is like happening and i hope that succeeds long term it's hard to say really like how long like these things can really sustain themselves and i hope they sustain themselves for a long time but it is you know that's the only silver lining i see here uh so what are your thoughts i know i've been going off for for a minute here so uh what do you what do you what are you thinking?
1: So, first and foremost, you know, solidarity to anyone at Vice who, you know, is basically getting fucked over by this. I doubt any of y'all will get severance. Like, there's a lot of labor cases, I imagine, in the future for y'all. Um, hopefully, you do land on your feet. But I think there's a broader point of, I don't know because we have, we've sets like Remap, 404, Aftermath, Rascals, all of them that are popping up, which I support. And they're all doing a small headcount reader supported model which i also fuck with but it's kind of the the issue we run into with app store subscriptions where there's like fatigue after a while like i don't i can't subscribe i can't pay for all these blogs even though i'd want to right like it's it's i actually cannot pay for all of them so what i'm curious on is like the app the the ad market rather is collapsing right now a lot of people wanting to do subscription stuff like what's the how, how does that work out Is is it that we have just a Few small sites that work well with subscriptions, and the rest of them just kind of go away. Or is it that we have a lot of plentiful sites with with a small amount of subscribers, but people who are happy to pay for that specific content, and and we have a thriving e- media ecosystem that way?
0: I I think we're going to see that. I think for at least, or at least for the next, I say five years or so. Like I think there is niche niche audiences, like you know sites like Rascal News or DeFactor or Gotham NYC. Uh, those kind of like subscription-funded sites, I think those have enough of a, enough of a, a niche, right? Uh, like enough of a sort of sub- base of people who are willing to pay for it and supported that. Even though you know it's not going to be massive, they're not going to have they're going to have massive headcounts. They're not going to become a massive media conglomerate, right? But I think they're going to be able to. At least be more sustainable than I, I, I think, uh, what was there before. Like these, these massive media co are just never going to be, successful, never going to, because they keep chasing like trends and they keep trying to like do weird shit that doesn't work, spending vast amounts of money on absolute horseshit. Uh, and it doesn't work out for them. Right. So, and then and, and they're just, but this, if you have these small teams, as you mentioned, small teams with a niche, subscription funded with a loyal subscription base. I think I think it's possible. I think it, it it's it's doable long term. Uh I mean I hope it is at least because otherwise it's uh very depressing to think otherwise. Uh that is uh there's not uh, you know. so I'm I'm just glad that we're at least seeing like a this happen and I hope this keeps going. Uh, um, it's, yeah, otherwise it's.
1: Yeah, I get it. I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm hopeful too. It's just, I don't, to expand even more on this, I guess, if we look at just the overall media ecosystem right now, um, especially with how social was driving a lot of traffic, right? Facebook notoriously lied to everyone about video and caused a bunch of hiring and fake investment then up with a bunch of layoffs and, and that cycle. I'm, I'm curious on how, and I am sorry, I'm going to try my best to not sound like a, like a web three bro right now, but I am curious on, Moving away towards right traditional social platforms, right? And if having a more not direct to consumer, but like direct to audience model where all these sites can hook into like activity pub stuff or RSS, right? Just any open standard and, and and directly have content delivered to people that way. Um, I'm curious if that'll help with the issues of that we're having at Google, right? Where, you know, if I follow someone in Mastodon, I will see their post. Maybe I follow too many people, so it's hard for me to keep up, but like assuming they the servers are fettering of each other the post will be delivered and i i guess i'm curious if that will help this issue um a lot of sites have not plugged in yet i know um what's it called flipboard has full activity pub integration uh wordpress has a plugin for it but wordpress's ceo is currently having a meltdown over trans girls on tumblr i heard
0: oh that not yeah uh,
1: yeah um um so i don't know i don't know about wordpress right now but um I, ghost i don't think if ghost has an activity pub maybe they do have one but i know i don't think ghost has native um activity pub uh support so i, I guess i'm just curious if like more of these sites maybe might look towards that but then again these are all the people who use like co and stuff which no disrespect to you but co-host is bad
0: <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i love how you, you preface that with no disrespect but co is bad um um I, I don't i don't know if you want to expand on that like do you want to expand on why you think co
1: do i want to expand on why i don't like co-hosts yes i do i do want to expand on why i don't like co-hosts so why i don't like co-hosts is because co host is it's twitter but soft right it's like it's twitter but comfy i don't want that right it's it's like I, the whole twitter was a hellscape and and it was uh probably t- contributed more to the collective demise of humanity than we want to admit and 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 i let me stop memeing so to give you a serious answer I think it is unimaginative. It is just the same thing, but with um, you know, with more moderation, which some people want, I guess. Right? Some some people want, but
0: I, I mean, uh, Tumblr is is, is uh, Tumblr is the equivalent of CoHost is basically like Tumblr, but with like better, modern, better managed i suppose better i don't know uh i i I, the thing is with co-host is that i don't think it will last five like five more years i uh, I, i'm very
1: you you know what co-host reminds me of actually i don't mean to cut you off it reminds me
0: of elo remember elo yes oh god yeah um elo the the quote unquote I mean, the Apple bloggers love that. Love that one, right? Um, no, app.net too. Oh, that was app.net. Oh my God. All these
1: dead. Yeah. There's app.net, but, and then there's Elo. See, that's the problem. We like, that's the problem when it's centralizes. I could start saying Elo, app.net, glass. Um, shout out Diaspora. That, that technically is federated. I guess it actually probably still exists, but there's so many like these centralized, like, Social media replacement sites and my root, my, my main issue with cohost is it, it's the centralization of it. We what, what has stood the test of time? Email, RSS, still like even those sites like are moving. Most sites still have an RSS feed because a lot of uh CMS is just turned on by default, and people are not nerdy enough to know if they should turn it off or not. But it's very few protocols that um have stood the test of time, and it's all because of centralization. And that's why I think that cohost is not built to last, just because. It it, content moderation at scale doesn't work. And is the Fediverse method of having a bunch of volunteers moderate good? Probably not, but at least I could donate to the people who run my instance. So I'm like doing my part.
0: Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on like the sustainability of the Fediverse uh, when it comes to moderation. I I fundamentally think it's, I mean, it's built on top of extremely uncompensated labor, uh, uh, including myself. Uh, And I spent, uh, I don't know if you, if you were hit by this, by the spam wave, I'm sure you saw people talking about this. There was a massive spam wave over the past week done by some kids, basically having a fight uh, over on Discord, uh, and they decided to spam the Fediverse over it, uh, which led to like upstream changing the default to uh, sign up setting to be require approvals, which I I think should have always been the case, but here we are. Uh, so yeah, I don't. So, the reason I think Cohost is not sustainable is because it's, it's I mean, it, it's for a very basic reason. The last time they talked about their financials, they were spending ridiculous amounts of money and not making enough to cover their costs, even break even. Uh, and that is fundamentally going to be the problem. Uh, and it's, it's as simple as that they're not going to last because they're going to run out of money. Uh, that's basically what i what I'm, yeah, like they're going to get run out of money and if they're not going to sell the thing to anybody it's it's just going to get shut down and that's my reason, like I am on co-host, I have dabbled with it a bit I, I, sometimes there are some people on co-host that are, that are only on co-host so you kind of interact with them there, but like long term I know that the co-host is going to just not be possible to sustain itself, I mean I hope I'm wrong but it's it seems, doesn't seem uh, likely
1: uh, maybe a, a more gamer friendly way of phrasing this for people who listen, who might not uh, be that familiar with the Mastodon or, or the social media moderation side of things, you could probably describe CoHosts and Discord's business model in kind of the same way, and that's really scary.
0: Oh, I, I, I see what you mean. Like it's it's based on
1: fake money, right? Like like money that isn't there, eventually coming. To prop up a really expensive service to run,
0: yeah, it is. It is. That's that's my that's my concern with co-hosts Is that it's it's not sustainable long term. Um, and and to make it sustainable long term would require the service to change dramatically. And I think that's just not uh, feasible either. Like to to make the service profitable, is that you have to make every member pay for it, which is just not going to happen. Like that is just fundamentally not going to happen even on the fediverse like even on an instance with like 100 users maybe you'll have like 20 30 users donating to the, to the and that's that's like you know so it's just like it's it's just not going to work out i did just the math is just not going to work out there like the the financial math there is just just income and expenses is just not going to work uh so that's i mean we're we're just we're just out here just fucking uh, I hope, like people who who are listening to this, like who are co-hosts, I hope you don't take this as like like us, like I don't know about you, but I don't like complete, I don't like hate co-host or anything. I just I just think that it is not fundamentally not a model that's doable long term. Uh, which
1: I think the way we'll say this is, is like, listen, if you're on co-host and your friends are there, have fun. Just archive your data because one day, historically speaking, right, and we're like six for six now on these platforms. You're either going to end up one day with all of your data deleted because it got sold to some random third party company and decided to shut it down, or being owned by Verizon. And I don't know which one is worse.
0: Um, yeah, that's none of those. None of those. So I will, I'll just say yeah, backup. Like if you put your writing on cohost, please have a local copy of it. Publish it elsewhere. You know, get a blog. Uh, publish it elsewhere. You know, keep a text copy of it on on your machine. Back it up onto on, on a cloud service. Because uh, nothing is forever, Uh, especially not a service like that. Uh, So,
1: especially given that Vice might randomly go down, nothing is forever on the internet. How long until BitRod happens and all there's dead links on Vice and
0: images that don't load? uh, That is, I'm sure that's not gonna that's gonna happen very soon. So, uh, maybe maybe we talk about something less. I don't know. Actually, maybe not less dire. One of the books here is uh, is 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 pretty dire. Um, Do you have any media? to suggest to people before i go to my book corner uh do you have a-
1: i don't remember did we did i recommend yeet last week i gotta check the website i think yeet was after this um let me go my reading recommendations it was yes i was that That's ot so i got a i got a hot music recommendation for y'all before i crack open a beer while sad i talked about books um so it is 2093 by yeet um i don't i'm not really like uh like a. what the hell just happened Sorry, my headphones just did the play-pause noise. That's so weird. Okay, so let me go back to the headphone corner for a minute to explain why I'm spooked out. So the Sony Link Buds have a wide-tap feature where if you tap your your actual cheekbone, that's what does play and pause, right? I just like smiled, and it thought I did a tap of my cheek.
0: Technology, gentlemen. Uh, that's technology for you. Uh- um, anyways, so Yeet. He-
1: Twenty Ninety Three Part Two um, with the only good Drake feature of the entire year.
0: Basically, it's like
1: um, auto-tuned EDM with rapping, which would sound bad, but for some reason it goes really hard. And I think it's mostly because of how dirty the mixing is. Like, I, I'm. What do you mean by dirty?
0: Like, it's just like it's not it's mixed well.
1: The drums are clipping on purpose. Like, it, it, it's like you know, like the drums are are clipping on purpose, and I, uh, I fuck with it. There's no lyrical substance. I guess it's just like a dude being like. I go hard in the paint like five thousand times, um but you know, here's the thing. All right, sometimes you need ignorant music. You know, sometimes you just need some music that has no substance and just goes hard.
0: Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's like when you listen to like I don't know, like Don Tolliver. Um, no disrespect to Don Tolliver, like his music is just extremely like background music to me because it's just like you know, you're just vibing, you know, like. It's, it's just vibes, vibes music exactly uh which, which i can i haven't i haven't listened to it yet maybe i'll listen to it today i think i mean this is good time as any put on the
1: hi-fi headphones. But, but, yeah
0: put it on put it on my side <laughs> yeah let's put it on my side how this listen to eat um as you do you know listen if, even if this might might that might be more of a
1: spicy comment than anything is about co bro
0: <laughs> yeah um i just, Look, just gonna put I, that I, out there any any music that i listen to that I, i'm like trying to understand like i'm gonna put on the good headphones for it just doesn't matter if the production quote-unquote deserves it or not like i don't i don't think this this is like gonna be like steely Dan's aja like people are gonna use it to test their headphones or whatever but uh like you know i'm still gonna listen to it with the good headphones because i want to feel how the, the the grimy production on it you know gotta going to listen to the bad clipping drums and whatever uh so so that's
1: right, listen listen Did, when when clipping set that piano on fire for 10 minutes straight you're using the hi-fi headphones right yo that shit was fire that shit was fire bro that 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 was literally fire. shut the fuck
0: up Shit the fuck up. <laughs> Quite literally fire. Uh, that was, I, Speaking about things that burn, talk about your books. Oh Jesus Christ, man. Uh, uh, so okay, uh two books. uh as, as usual, I, over the last uh two weeks I read two books as, as that one does. Uh so the first one is The Adventures of Amina Al Serafi by Shannon Chakraborty Uh and uh Shannon Chakraborty is like a like a fantasy writer. Uh this is also like a historical fantasy uh, set like a thousand years before the before their like uh, before one of their other books, the City of Brass, uh, which I did read. I read City of Brass in twenty twenty two, and I thought it was just like a little too long, and also like it was filled with too much world building. This one is a lot more fun. Uh, it's like a pirate adventure, historical fantasy. Uh, really, really fun and uh the characters are really well written uh like interesting fun characters and it's just like a good time uh i don't know if I'll, i don't think it needs like a sequel or anything i think i just think by its, as a standalone book it it works really well uh so that's uh you know the adventures of uh i mean al-sarafi the second one on the other hand is uh not fun i wouldn't use the word fun to describe this i don't know if you've heard of this book uh it got a lot of critical acclaim when it came out. Um uh, Babel by RF Kuang. Um it is another historical fantasy, I suppose, dealing with to- very heavy topics, topics like uh colonialism, uh racism, uh the uh the, the inherent privilege of higher education, uh and all that the, the building of empire imperialism uh the violence required to subvert colonialism and etc it's it's a really like it's it's a very intense book uh not not something to read uh not a light read for sure it's a long book too it's it's uh, it's, it's it's a long ass book uh, i i'd say i i i i uh it gave me a lot to think about uh that's for sure i don't know if i'd call it a book i enjoyed but it's a book i Hey, I'm glad I read because it, it definitely, like, you know, one of those books that makes you think about a lot of lot of different topics. Uh, and then, so that's, that's, that's Babel by RF Kuang. Uh, I recommend both of those depending on your mood. Uh, so that's, uh, that's my book quarter. Uh, I did watch a movie, but I am not ready to talk about that one yet. I haven't published my review of it yet. I did finish Infinite Wealth. And before we close this out, I do want to talk about that a little bit. So. Uh, long ass, another long ass video game. Uh, really quite good. Uh, there were definitely some flaws in it for sure. I think part of the, the narrative, the way it was split into two sections, essentially with Kiryu and, uh, Ichiban's narratives being sort of separate narratives here, sort of melded together. I think the, like one of the narratives is much, the Kiryu narrative is much, much stronger than whatever was going on with, with Ichiman. Uh, but, uh, Otherwise, it's I think it's a very, very strong entry in like these, like a dragon slash Yakuza series. And I'm just glad, like, you know, RGG is making these kind of games because, like, these kind of games are, like, kind of unique. Like, what? I just, I just like, like, just the way they write their games and, like, the way they make these games. It's, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, so, question, are you, do you, do you play any of the Yakuza? games i don't remember actually
1: i actually can contribute to this conversation because i was watching an anime girl play yesterday on youtube
0: (laughs) wait you're watching somebody play (laughs) infinite wealth on, on
1: youtube okay yeah yeah one of the hololive streamers was uh was playing infinite wealth so basically what i um i basically saw the chapter where where you're trying to find ichiban's mom i guess yes yes i mean that's yeah that's and you go to the orphanage that was the part of the game I saw. From it, the combat actually looks fun. Um if I bought if I picked this game up, I would do nothing with the karaoke side games. I feel like that's what I would do every, all day every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a lot of mini games. Like that's one of the sort of the hallmarks of Yakuza is that uh there's a lot of these small mini games. There's this obviously karaoke, there's mahjong, there's shogi. Uh you can you can play like uh baseball in a way, like you go to these like uh you can play all these like old sega games uh there's like a sega arcade thing within the game right you can play all these like old sega games within within this video game so you can like play a video game and with infinite well especially i talked about this in my review they they put in like and two big mini games this time uh one was called sujimon which is uh which is basically a cl- like a Pokemon clone uh like an entire ass Pokemon clone did this game, uh, and the other one is Dondoko Island, which is an entire ass, like, Animal Crossing clone, um, which, like, the, the, they put in a lot of effort into these, and I, I'm just thinking over here that, I feel like, they just kind of, like, they're not, they're fine, but they're like, I, I feel like they kind of bloat the game a little bit, like, they feel kind of unnecessary, in a way, uh, I feel like the, mini games as they were before were fine, and I don't think we needed like, Sujimon and, and Dondoko Island, to really make this game, I don't think it, like, really makes the game better, in my opinion, but, you know, people, some people, you know, kind of want to play, love playing these mini-games, so that's, uh, that's kind of the appeal there, but, but yeah, um, have you, cons- like, I don't know if you like this kind of game, uh, these are like, uh, like, at least in the Like a Dragon games, uh, so far, they are like, sort of turn-based RPGs of the combat, would you consider playing, like, on Like a Dragon, which is like, the game before this like i think that would be a pretty good start for you
1: um i mean remember i beat persona 5 so i'm not against turn-based games
0: yeah I, I think it would be up your alley personally uh i don't know if how you feel about the narrative stuff but uh it might be interesting uh maybe it's it's pro- it might be better
1: i think I'd, I'd pick it up if it's on games pass like i would probably wait until it's on games pass to try out
0: uh if, if it comes to games pass uh definitely suggest people start with like like a dragon uh with uh, with yakuza like a dragon um i don't know uh some people might say you start with yakuza zero but the problem with that is that um all these games are long as fuck bro like they're they're long games not i mean not, the rpg ones are longer but like even the action like the beat up games are long as fuck so they're like long narrative heavy games so it takes a long time to actually play through all of them so uh. Um, I would still say Yakuza Zero is like if you really want to like, you know, dive into the series, like Yakuza Zero is like the place to start. And if you like Yakuza Zero's sort of narrative style, uh, you know, keep playing like you, Yakuza Kiwami One and Yakuza Kiwami Two. Uh then you can like play like Yakuza Like a Dragon and Like a Dragon Infinite World. Um so there's a lot of game there if you if you really want to dive in. So that's my that's my take. Uh let's wrap this up. Uh do uh as always, uh feedback, uh, questions, comments, please, uh, your impassioned de- de- defenses of cohost.org, uh, please, uh, send those to feedback at voxels.fm. Uh, I'm sure we will read them, uh, and hopefully respond to them, uh, on, the, on, on two, for two weeks from now, if you do send them in before then, um, and you can find me on Mastodon at packagecan at ten and my website southexsafe Christian. Where do where do people find you on the internet?
1: Something about starting a VTuber collective for fun. <laughs> I mean, like I have branding for it, and you know, I'm at like I unironically kind of think I, I want to push for this just for, for just for fun, right? Like, I'm not even talking about like a business venture, but more of like a you know, loosely collective, uh, loosely yeah, yeah, creative like collective, right? Just for, like a uh, fun branding stuff. Because you know like i i need more hobbies you know i got this podcast but um you know i need more stuff to do in my free time that's that's productive right and not just getting lit or whatever um and yeah you know i mean we got the podcast work i i know how to run websites so if you want to run a vtuber collective like hey hit me up um you know why not why why not why why not be in the most one of the most drama filled spaces on the internet and tackle it with the power of the Fettyverse. But anyways, you can find me um pushing that ideal on everyone at lofi carrots at mstdn.plus. plus. You can still find me on my website, which I think I need to renew the WordPress plan for at Chosefind website. But yeah. All right. Uh goodbye. Until until next time. See ya.
0: <laughs> Bye.